This week on It Starts With Attraction. Today I am talking to Toy Sweeney and this is such a fun conversation. And here's what I love about it. We are talking about image, style, how to dress yourself, but we're not just talking about all the mechanics of it. We're also taking a step back and relating to the big picture of why this is important. Toy Sweeney is the chief style officer for her brand, the Well-Dressed Brand. She is an award-winning fashion stylist, a brand image strategist, TEDx speaker, entrepreneur. She has her own TV show, which is streaming on Roku, as well as on Amazon Prime. She's a certified fascination advantage coach, and she is the best-selling author of her book, Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand, which I'm already telling you, I have ordered on Amazon and it is on its way to my house. I cannot wait to dive in and read it more because what she does is fascinating. Let's dive into my conversation with Toy Sweeney. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. so excited to be talking with Toy Sweeney today. I actually heard her for the first time uh, a couple of years ago on the Donald Miller podcast and thought, this woman knows how to talk about style and wardrobe, which is kind of a difficult thing to do on podcasts because you can't see anything. But I can tell you for those maybe seeing a, a clip on this on Instagram, she looks amazing. She has the best glasses on and lipstick. She definitely knows how to do style. Toy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And listen, we are all visual learners, right? And so mm. we're just going to paint pictures with words. I love it. <laughs> That's, That's how you know you're a good storyteller when you can paint <laughs> pictures with words. That's fantastic. Toy, how did you get into this line of being a wardrobe strategist? Is that the best phrase that you use to call what you do? Yeah. So it really is just, I talk about personal branding, but it's, I focus solely, um, or I shouldn't say solely now because my company has grown so much, but uh, I would say I focus heavily on the image portion of your personal brand, because when I started kind of really listening to podcasts years ago, as we all did, it feels like a thousand years ago, um, I noticed that every time I was listening to a branding expert, they would never talk about the impact that your image had, you know, on your personal brand. They would talk about your logo as far as an image or, mm -hmm. you know, colors, but not specifically pertaining to how we are all showing up. So I just was like, hey, I really have to change the way that people think about getting dressed. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, on that strength finders test, my number one um, thing that I'm good at is strategy. And so it makes sense because I've done nothing else but be in the fashion industry in marketing capacities and sales capacity and fashion design capacities and fashion style. It just made perfect sense. And so it was just a natural uh, progression to me. And I'm so lucky that I get to get up every day and do what I love. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine that kind of since 
2020 when people started staying at home and wearing loungewear, maybe athleisure 24 seven, that the need for your services has perhaps gone up. In fact, this is like the most, I wouldn't say self-conscious, but I'm like, I don't know what I should wear to talk with Toy today because this is, <laughs> this is going to be next level. But I mean, have you noticed that, that people have kind of become lackadaisical in, in how they show up in life and online? Well, I think that coming out of the of the lockdown, it was a little bit like that. And I think it was just because we were just so comfortable. And so you believe it or not, the struggle was not even so much with the wardrobe. It was so it was more about like some people stopped coloring their hair. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, it was with the wardrobe, but it was more around like we had taken all this time. We're getting so comfortable, you know, and then just like getting back into that routine of self-care where other people were going to see you, you know, was, was really the problem. So yeah, I did see that a lot. And, um, but it didn't stop during the pandemic because remember we were all doing zoom, zoom, zoom big time. And so it was still like, well, what should I wear? But then the question, then it just changed, forced itself to change to a different image question. What does your background look like? Do you have the proper lighting, you know, and just more, more so about what do you wear on camera? You know, when do you wear the loungewear? When do you not wear? And all we did, <laughs> Kimberly, was just, we just got clever. We're just like wearing the workout tank top and then throw the blazer on mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. to take the meeting and then Absolutely. <laughs> take it off. Yeah, we just became magicians. It's all good. <laughs> I am doing the same right now. I'm wearing what I worked out in under this. <laughs> so it's one of those things. Uh, so talk about personal branding. When you say that phrase, personal branding, why does this matter or why should it matter to people? And does it only matter to people who are trying to be quote unquote influencers or should it matter to all of us? That's a good question. So in 1997, when Tom Peters coined the phrase personal branding, the, if you go back and you read the Fast Company article where he coins the phrase, you can just Google Tom Peters Fast Company article. It's called A Brand Called You. Hmm. And what he was basically saying was that this is this battle cry for us to become the chief marketing officers of ourselves. It's high time that we start taking, you know, a page out of these, you know, the same thing that the big brands are doing. We need to start doing those same things for ourselves and think about your career, your family, the impact that you're going to have you know, in your day to day. But it was really at that time about how you were marketing your career. Well, today in the world of influencers, you know, I think that most people kind of understand what their personal brand is. You you know, everybody likes to talk about, uh, was it the Jeff Bezos quote of like, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's so much more than that. When you think about it again, from an image perspective, that it's your packaging. And that's a lot of what Tom Peters were saying, that if you think of yourself as a product, if you created this product called Jennifer, you know, Peter, Kimberly, whatever, right. You're creating this product. Then every year you're going to look at that product and go, Hey, what are we doing? Well, what are some things that our customers are saying, our audience is saying that we could probably approve upon? Well, all of us have an audience. And so even if you are a stay-at-home mom, you have an audience. Your audience is your children, it's your it's your partner, you know, it's the it's the parent teacher conference meeting, it's lunch with the girls. You still have an audience. And so you really have to think about it from that perspective. 
and ask yourself in question, what do you want people to, what do you want people to think or feel when you enter the room, when you leave the room? It's about emotion, right? Mm-hmm. We all have that person or that friend that we think of and we smile and you just kind of go, oh, I love her. And then someone else tells, oh, I do. I love her too. Like, oh, isn't he just the best? Oh yeah, he is the best, right? That's branding. That's personal branding. So as you're talking about that, I th- it feels like there's more to it than just what you're wearing, right? Because if someone comes into the room and automatically, or when, you know, you were saying, when you think of that person, I'm thinking of a couple of people and it's like, yeah, but I don't know that I've ever thought about it in terms of what they're just wearing. It's kind of their whole persona that they enter into the room with. So kind of go a little bit deeper. You're talking about more than just wardrobe. Oh, absolutely. So um, in my book called Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand, It's all about your perceived value. So it's your personality, your vision, your image, your mission, all, and, you know, of course your image too, but all of these things in alignment, that really is your, that's your personal brand. It really is about alignment that, that all of those things together, that's going to evoke an emotion out of someone. So when you think about um, how wardrobe plays a part in that, think about your favorite movie, you know, and you know, that you can, we can all remember, you know, I'm trying to think of something in the last couple of years that we were all kind of talking about. Um, There's been a lot of things recently, um, but even when people are watching like Black Panther for the first time, you know, there's a scene where um, people are standing on this mountaintop and all you see are just all these colors representing different tribes. I remember a few years back when the, when they redid the Cinderella movie, not the recent one, what before then. Um, and then there was just these, the blue gowns, the green gowns, you know, each of those scenes. And it needed to make sense to the character's personality, you know? And so I was just talking to uh, one of my C-suite clients today and we were talking about a movie, um, like a television series that we were both watching and she loved this one character's personality. And um, I was saying that, this the the wardrobe didn't make sense. So think about ourselves. You think about your brand and you're building your brand. Does your wardrobe make sense for who you are and what you want to say? And I was saying to her, I didn't really think the wardrobe um, was indicative of who this character was because this was someone in this you know series who was very much a high achiever. She was a perfectionist, and they had her in these very basic suits. Well, when you're a perfectionist, you're down to the every little detail, you know? And so there's just things that people come to expect from you, right? And when your best friend comes to your house, they know that they can probably tell when something is out of line or when you have an off day, right? So when you think about your brand, think about it in terms of, of that. It tells people what to expect. It gives you a reputation of like, what can people expect? And when someone can know what they know to expect from you. It gives them a level of comfort that they can't really explain. You know, it's kind of like when you settle in to watch like a Tom Hanks movie or, you know, when you sit down and you're going to watch Adele do her concert, you know, or Oprah give a keynote. We know what we know what to expect. Right. And mm-hmm. so you think about it from those, from that perspective, it's everything in alignment. And so when everything lines up, 
they don't disappoint. It's only when you're like, well, that wasn't the performance I was expecting her, her to give. I didn't think that he was going to, you know, that was terrible. You know, it's only when things are out of line that people start to question. So that's right. So you, in your book, The Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand, you kind of lead people through a personal journey of asking themselves, you know, what are, what is your vision for, for yourself, the values that you have? And then the image aligns in that. Do you think that the image is something that people still have to be intentional about? Or do you think that it's more free flowing based on what they say? No, I think that, I think that the problem is, is that depending on who you are, it could create stress if it's too free flowing. You know, even though it could appear to be free flowing, it should always appear to be easy, but it still takes strategy because you want to make sure that you are being being addressed, right? The way that you, like you want to dress the way that you want to be addressed. Right. And so, especially for women, it's a little bit different for men that we don't often... Um, are not often paid our, our value, you know, you know, or we can't ask for it. So it comes yeah. down to one, your perceived value, not just your value, but what if you're asking for $20,000, I'm just making this up per coaching client, then you need to look like you are able to right. execute, you know, to that level. And so it's that, um, but it all has to, again, it needs to make sense. And so, um, you know, I was talking about, I was trying to, I was talking about this one time on the podcast and I said, you know, it's a difference between, you know, me showing up as like, oh, that's, that is, that's Tucker's mom or like, oh, look, it's Tucker's mom. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just completely different. And so you have to be so conscious about what you want to say. That is really it. So what we should do is get up in the morning. We want to look at our calendars and we go to, okay, I'm meeting with this person. I'm having lunch with that person. I'm doing a Zoom with this person. Then what do I want them to think, feel, you know, Mm -hmm. when they interact with me, right? And so Mm -hmm. as we were talking about, you know, my, my streaming is all now, you know, very much branded, that was intentional. And when the first thing that happened when I popped up on the screen is I got a reaction out of you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so that makes sense for what I do for a living. And so that's really what it is. It's really about alignment and everything in the story of our lives making sense. And the reason I love image so much, Kimberly, is because it's like we get to control the narrative, you know, mm-hmm. and so in the secrets of a well-dressed brand, I'm telling you every single thing that I've learned working at one of the world's largest home shopping networks, everything that I learned there, I just dumped it all in the book. I didn't leave any stone unturned. I'm like, here, here you go. Here's everything that I've learned about the image perspective of your brand. And how do you raise that perceived value that if you're saying, hey, I'm worth, you know, six figures, then leave them wanting to pay you seven, you know? Hmm. How do you help people who may struggle with their, what their perceived value, especially, you know, I'm thinking of women, probably some men and not every woman, but you know, it's like, oh, could I really ask for $20,000 as a coaching client? Right. And so 
there's some of those limiting beliefs. Like I don't want to, maybe I'm scared to dress that way because I don't feel like I embody that. How do you help people work through that? Well, first we have to figure out like, what does that, what do they think that looks like? You know, because, you know, if you're saying that that to you, not you personally, but like, if you're saying that, well, I can't afford a $50,000 handbag. I'm like, whoa, I'm not saying that, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. So I have to, I try to get in and get inside of my client's head and just ask Mm -hmm. those questions. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, what are the things that we that we need to be working on because we work on the current situation and always the future. We do not go backwards. And Mm -hmm. so we work on where we are now and then where you want to be. So maybe right now you're not at a place where you're charging $10,000 or 8,000 or whatever for your coaching clients, but it doesn't mean that you can't get there, you know? And so most of us probably aren't there anyway, but you can get there. Right. And so, um, you know, so we talk a little bit about like, well, why do you feel that you can't charge X amount of dollars? You know, I had to, I had that same problem, you know, to be honest, one of my friends, I had a guest on my, on my show, actually on the well-dressed brand TV show. I had a guest and after he's really about strategy and really leveling up your business. And uh, we get off the call and we're just talking. I'm thanking him for being on the show. And he said, you know what? Um, He goes, can you run down to me exactly what you do for your clients again? And I go through everything. And he said, you're not charging enough. And I was like, what? He said, you're not charging enough. You need to 3X your prices. I was like, 3X? Are you insane? I can't. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> like, are you nuts? I can't charge someone three times more than I'm charging them right now. That's insane. But I said, okay. I said, all right. And I worked on my pricing that week and my pricing has been that way ever since. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, and it was, and it worked out to be wonderful because then it, it, I attract a whole different level of clients now. Yeah, that's right. I don't attract clients that waste my time. Yeah. Because at that certain level of money, you they're serious, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I'm someone who's been in the industry for 30 years. I've won awards. Like I wasn't playing up to my perceived value because when you're coming from a corporate job where you're severely undervalued and underpaid, then of course I didn't think that I could charge that much. But I wouldn't have known if I wouldn't have jumped off the bridge. So I just grabbed my parachute and off the the side of the cliff, we went. (laughs) And went for it. Let's go back again and talk about the the moms, the the men maybe thinking about this in terms of the relationships they're in. So relate, give us some, some examples of that, of why it matters to think about the image that you're presenting as. And then another question I want you to answer in that too is this isn't about I'm I'm guessing that this isn't about like being completely egotistical. Like it's not about just me me me, but there is a there is something healthy about taking care of yourself and showing up in the best way. So I'd love you to speak to all of that. I know that was a couple of different questions in there. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> let me go back. So, okay. So let me I'm going to answer it this way. When you think about what happens to us psychologically when we get dressed, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a study that um 
that I talk about in the book. Um, and I just want to make sure I get the place right. Social psychology and personality of science, right? Says that dressing more formally than your peers can cause you to think more abstractly, holistically, and creatively. So the short of it was that there's a, there's a study that was done and what they did was they split people up into three groups. Okay. And they gave them this white lab coat. The first group they said, we, and they were just kind of testing incongruencies. You know, how much can you concentrate? How much can you answer these questions? Write this essay. Let's see what happens. And so the first group, they told them that it was a doctor's, you know, a doctor's coat. And, you know, they had, had them run through this series of tests and like, okay. So that the second group, it was the same lab coat, but or white coat, but they told this group that they were artists instead. And then the third group that they brought in, they said, we just want you guys to just look at it. We don't want you to do anything with it. We just want you to look at this, this lab coat, you know, um, or this white coat, whatever meaning you attach to it, and then run through the same series of tests. So what they learned was that the people who thought that they were uh, wearing a doctor's coat tended to um, concentrate more. They were more productive than the group that attached being an artist to it versus the group that was just looking at it. And so what they learned from this was that it was really the meaning that we give the clothing. So everything starts internally. We know that, right? We know that success is an in inside job. So that's why it's important for you to have the proper items in your closet that are going to make you feel your best. And that was one of the things that came out during the pandemic. I think it was a study that was at Harvard um, <clears throat> that came out Right at the end of 2019, I think it was, or end of 2020, rather, um, going into 2020. Um, and it was talking about that during the pandemic, they basically learned the same things that even when you got up in the morning and you took your shower and you put on your lounge where you washed your hair, you brushed your teeth, you had a more productive day because it was what was really happening mentally you know, and psychologically rather, you know, because you just felt like I'm ready to own this day. It's the same thing that happens when you um, put on red lipstick. You know, if you're, if you do watch, look at the studies about what was attached to that in history for women, it was so taboo, but it was like part of a feminist movement, part of the women's suffrage movement, um, you know, but it was like considered a bad thing. And then it became this really awesome thing to this classic thing. And and there are so I was on this podcast once and this a woman reached out to me and she said, um, going back to it's the it's the message that we give these things. Right. And she said, I, I'm a teacher and I suffer from depression and I was having a really bad day. And, you know, I turned on my car radio. This podcast came on and you were talking about it, you know, this red lipstick. And so I went into work and I was not feeling terrible, but I keep red lipstick in my um in my desk drawer. So she said, I put it on and I just, you know, I continued to have the best day. I was getting so many compliments, you know, all day. And it just really lifted my spirits. Well, red is the color of determination, you know? And so that just sent a signal to her brain that whatever she was going through, that she was going to be able to get through it, that she yeah. was powerful, that she was enough, you know? And so it really is that we give these things meaning as far as the clothing, the second part of it is the colors that we wear. The colors that we wear have a psychological impact, not only on us, but on the people that we're interacting with. So if you are an entrepreneur, then 
it's going to, you know, evoke an emotions out of your clients and they can decide already they're deciding within eight seconds if they even want to do business with you. You know, we don't even have 12 seconds that we used to have thanks to smartphones. You know, we have mm-hmm. eight seconds to make that the that that great impression, you know. And so I think that, you know, it's a lot of things that go into it. But who cares about, you know, the so much the physical part of it? It's really about what's happening to you inside because success is an inside job. It has to start internally. And then what we do is that we dress on the outside as exceptional as we feel in the inside. Oh, I, I love I- that. Yes, that was much better answer than any question I asked. It was absolutely what I was looking for. Okay, so let's talk about some of the like get in the details just a bit for men and for women. So what are if you were talking to a man, and, um, you know, understanding that ideally, you would work with this man more one on one, understand more about him and his goals and his vision. But what are some things that all men should be sure that they either have in their closet or you know, they're probably not putting on lipstick, but what are kind of those things that you have in your pocket as tips that you can help men with? Well, I mean, I know that we are in such a virtual world right now, but I, there is nothing better than a good, clean smelling man. Um, there is, yes. Right. I think that every yes. woman, I think that's the one thing that we really don't talk about enough and not anything that's overpowering. But I mean, I think that you know, I'm working on my second book right now. One of the things that I'll be talking about is just kind of branding, you know, from the five senses, you know, and Mm. so no one talks about scent, you know, and I'm telling you, there is men, if you are listening, there is something about when you walk past the woman on the street and then you make us our turnaround because Mm -hmm. you smell so delicious you know, like even with my husband, he gets out of the shower. I'm always like, mm, you know, love like it. we love a good smelly man. So I would say, make sure that you are, that you have appropriate <laughs> hygiene, but mm-hmm. invest in a scent that's going to just something that smells very fresh, something that smells like you, like a rainforest, like you just got out of the shower. We just, we love clean, you know, smells. Most men at this point have a good pair of fitted jeans. Um, but I think that where most men fail is usually the fit is Mm -hmm. not getting things tailored, not uh, making sure their shirts fit them properly, not investing in um, tailored shirts. You know, like my husband's not an average size individual. He's six, five. So, you know, but I was able to find things off the rack for him, which is, it's hard, but it's possible. So just making sure that things fit you properly and doesn't have to be expensive as long as the fit is there. Um, and just getting out of that rut of like khaki pants. Like if I could burn khaki pants, <laughs> I would burn them because I hate them so much. Um, I hate them so much uh, because it's just such a, it's so lazy. It's just like, oh, khaki and mm-hmm. this and khaki pants and this top and khaki pants. It's like not everything goes with khaki pants. And guess what? They come in other colors. So switch out the tan for olive green, for navy. Mm-hmm. You know, like just mix it up a little bit so you can throw on your favorite light blue shirt. Most men have one, mm-hmm. you know, but mix it up and then maybe just throw on those same twill pants, but throw on a navy one and do an all, you know, monochromatic late navy look or, you know, whatever. Just switch it up a little bit and just the thing that you're used to your default, just 
don't do that. <laughs> just break free from the default. Just do get rid of all that stuff. Um, and yeah. just don't be afraid to change it up. But I mean, like a good, you know, just changing up that part of it. Most men by now know that having a decent pair of shoes is uh, smart. Uh, most of them have good brown leather ones, but don't be afraid to add navy um, or olive green to your repertoire. Don't don't be afraid to play with color a little bit. Um, make sure you have a good pair of fashion sneakers. You know, if you are now, you know, most guys are like growing out their beards and now they're doing this weird mustache thing. I, I can't get on board with that trend yet. I'm not, I just can't do it. But if that is you, make sure that you're properly groomed, you know, maybe take the time to go to that barbershop that does the hot towels. And that's going to give you a skin, you know, like a good skin treatment because believe it or not, you need a grooming, like you need a skincare regimen, just like women. And most mm. men don't do that. And I really wish that they would. Mm, so I would really say that, point. yeah, like get a good skincare regimen, make sure that your clothes are fitting you properly, get rid of the khaki pants, switch them out for olive Navy um, ones. Just try those little tips. Make sure you have a great fitting pair of jeans. Talk a little bit more about fit for the long sleeve button up shirts and for jeans or pants. So when you say they need to fit well, how would a man know that they're fitting well? Well, you want to make sure that you're um, like the cuff, you know, that it's hitting you at the proper place that it's not dragging down to your knuckles and you have to keep rolling it. Most men like things that are like really baggy and it's especially with button down shirts, they should fit a little bit closer to your body. Mm -hmm. um, just making sure that things aren't oversized. Oversized is usually the problem that most men have. Mm -hmm. um, of course it's too tight sometimes, but usually the item, the problem is that that shirt's too big for him. And he's like, but it's comfortable, you know? And so if, if, if you are someone that's shopping for your husband or your whatever significant other, and that is kind of an issue, there is a company called Buttercloth and the shirts are not cheap, but every single one of my male clients that have just purchased one, they start out with one, they then can't live without these shirts. And I'm not paid by Buttercloth. They don't know that I exist. But I mean, I've gotten like emergency FaceTime calls like this shirt. <laughs> like it is amazing. And they're always sold out. So it's like, if you can find one in his size, just buy it because it it's going to fit closer to his body, but it has it stretches, I think, 300, 360, they call it. So it stretches in every direction. And it's apparently very, very, very comfortable. So it's that's what it is. So then that, and then it's going to lay, oh, it looks so clean on them. Mm -hmm. um, and the fits, it fits beautifully. So that'll give you like a good idea to stop buying those 100% cotton shirts that they're, they're not, they're just going to be like, I'm so uncomfortable in this. Yeah, that's good. And then with the pants, it's what, like a, not necessarily a skinnier leg, but uh, what I well, can't stand is when men wear pants that are just I mean, too big. Like they're not form fitting. Right. Yeah. Because we like the same things that they like about jeans on us. <laughs> That's right. right? I mean, can we just be honest? Because we're checking out the, like, hey, that looks nice. You know, <laughs> and then they have on like their grandfather's jeans and you're like, what are we doing? What are we even doing right now? What, what, what's that? 
So yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent, right? Um, yeah, they're just making sure that they fit properly, like not, and mo- I think it's easier today than it's ever been. Like gee, the denim companies have done such a great job about making them loose in the right areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and, and tight enough in the right area. So I think that as long as the length is good and it's a fit that you're comfortable with, my husband does not like he, he would never wear a skinny jean. He can't wear mm-hmm. a skinny jean. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, he needs something that's a little baggier, um, just because of his body type, but it's okay. It still looks good. It's just getting those dark denim ones for when you want to wear jeans, but you need to be dressier. Like if you're going to wear them yeah. to work or for a kino, and then the stop, the trend right now is a little lighter wash. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if you haven't brought new, je- purchased new jeans and you want to look a little bit more relevant, then maybe go out and get you a lighter wash. Hmm. Just make it's sure they're not, not dragging on the ground. Yes. Right. Or just like gaping at the thighs, like so much extra, extra fabric that, yes, I hear you. Okay. So what about for women? What are some of those tips that that you can pull out of your pocket that just work? I think that with most women, they tend to, um, it's, it's hard to kind of align everything sometime. So if you have someone who keeps their cut and color, um, you know, relevant, then Mm -hmm. when was the last time that you got new glasses that were really relevant? You know, that you're not still wearing the ones from eight years ago that no one's going to see with the tape on the side, like just get a new pair of glasses. Um, (laughs) Update uh, men and women. We should all be updating our headshots every three to five years. So we want to make sure that you're doing that. If you're in a professional space, Um, most women lose me on the shoe game because Everybody wants to be comfortable. And so it is possible for you to be fashionable and comfortable. And so what we've all done is everybody is just kind of blanketed with a white sneaker. You have an evening gown and a white sneaker and and a white sneaker. And that's (laughs) fine. But you know, you see it a thousand times, right? And everybody (laughs) looks the same. Everybody has on the Smokey the Bear influencer hat with the white kicks. And you know that I'm telling the truth. I know you are, Toy. I see 10 people right now in my head. And everybody starts to look the same. And it's like they people say they want to look different. But the reality is, is that you want to fit in and you want to look like everybody else. Otherwise, you would take it a step further and wear a shoe that is fashionable and that's comfortable, that it's not a sneaker because sneakers are no longer like it's what everybody's doing. So yeah. Yeah. if you want to be like everyone else, then just wear the sneaker if you want to be comfortable. But if you're saying, hey, I want to be comfortable, but I don't necessarily want to be like everybody else. I want to have a different look. Then the greatest thing that's happening in style right now is a good flare jean and a good pair of platforms. The platform is so comfortable. You can wear up to six inches and it you can probably run a marathon in them because they're so comfortable because it's not, you're not walking on a stilt, you know, so take advantage of, you know, take advantage of all the platform, all the pumps have platforms, the sneakers have platforms, boots have platforms. And so get you a good, you know, beautiful pair of like platform ankle boots. You can still wear your skinny jeans if you want to, but throw on your favorite flare jeans and your favorite top Please let's throw away the Smokey the Bear hats just for the simple fact that I'm sick of them. (laughs) 
just invest in a new hair color instead. I don't know what to tell you, but I think that most women kind of like that trying to be comfortable in fashion trips a lot of people up. Um, and then just like, just wearing inappropriate shoes because now they're at an evening gala and the sneaker's not appropriate and they don't know what to do, you know? So I think the hardest thing for me to accept is the flares are back in style. I have not put on a flare, <laughs> pair of flare jeans in probably 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know that I want to, if I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> I understand. Well, it's hard for me because, you know, I, I mean, I have a lot of like, boots and so like thigh high boots ankle you know uh knee high boots thigh, i have a ton of thigh high boots so i can't you know i'm not about to give up my boots to wear but i do have a really good pair that i love um and it was just you know it was nice to change it up again but skinny yeah. jeans aren't going anywhere they're not going anywhere are you talking about like the ultra flare 70 or no. the modest flare of the 2000s I just kind of like a modest one. I I don't like um, I don't like the for me. I'm too. Sh I'm only five three. I'm very petite. So that like massive seventies bell yeah. bottom, not that. Um, but just something that's just like starts, you know, straight down your leg, and then it'll just flare out a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Think very LA chic kind of a deal. Not anything crazy, unless you can pull that off. And by all means. But, um, you know, didn't then do it. But if you want to start and you're not you're not sure, then I would try go to, um, free people has a pair of pants uh, and jeans called uh, the Jada. Uh, they're about ninety nine dollars and the fit. It does not matter what size you are. Um, if you are a curvy girl, the plus sizes sell out fast. Um, but it does not matter what size you are. They fit you like a dream. And I think it's just a good place to start mm -hmm. because they're comfortable and it's just enough of a flair that it's not crazy. So when I'm traveling and, you know, you do keynote or whatever, and you usually end up going out to dinner, you will see me wearing my leather jacket, you know, some sort of a tank top or tunic. And then I have those jeans on. I bought three pairs of them. I love them so much. Love it. You're awesome. So I would so, say start with that if you're going to try it. <laughs> so we have butter cloth shirts for men and yes. free people Jada Fit pants for yes. jeans or pants for our women. That's fantastic. Toy, as we wrap up, let's talk a little bit more about your book and your TV show and where people can find you. And uh, yeah, so we'll start with the book. Where do people find it? And then all the things. Uh, so the book is called Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand. You can just head right on over to Amazon. If you cannot remember the title because it's long, it's like Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand, The Art of Increasing Your Perceived Value. But if you just type in my name on Amazon, T-O-I, Sweeney, um, it'll take you right to the book. Uh, it's, you know, it has everything in here from what is an outfit versus just putting together a look. It talks about the things that you should certainly have in your closet. There's okay, a okay. assessment test in there that helps you that has a QR code that you can just um, help you to lay the foundation of your brand. If you've not yet created your personal brand, there's a style test in there so that you know exactly what your style is. I mean, I left no stone unturned. What all the different colors mean? What are you trying to say when you were black? What are you trying to say when you were green? All of these different things are in there. Um, my show is relaunching. I'm so excited this Friday on Roku. 
Um, and Amazon Prime. Thank you. I'm so excited. It's the Well-Dressed Brand TV show, and it will be streaming live on LinkedIn. Um, Not Instagram yet, working on that. LinkedIn, both of my Facebook channels, um, and my YouTube channel. But you could just, if you're following me anywhere on social, uh, Toy Sweeney, and then at some point you'll see it. But if you have Roku today, just go on to Roku, type in my name. It'll take you to my channel, and then you can start watching the shows that are on there already. Oh, that's awesome. I do have a Roku, actually. So when we sit down for, uh, I was going to say dinner, not dinner, TV time tonight with my <laughs> husband, I'm going to say, first, we've got to find Toy Show. Yes, please. Awesome. It would be it's awesome. Really that's yourself. fantastic. That's super yeah, awesome. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And, oh, this is exciting. So for those of you who care about color, I'm doing something new on the show where I'm do, picking a color of the month, which I'm um, going live to tell you what the color of the month is for January, Friday. I don't know when this will air, but there will be a color of the month. If you're interested in getting each color of the month, then sign. go to my website, toysweeney.com and sign up for my mailing list so that each month I can tell you about the color that we're focusing on and tell you all the tea on the color, like things that you had no idea <laughs> about these colors, things you can't just Google. I, I don't know that I can wait 12 months to get all those. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than 12 colors. Actually, as I was saying, I'm like, how many colors are there that she might be it's going through? It's too many. It's too many. Um, but I'm just going to try to cover the basics this year. That's really and awesome. See, and see how it goes. So, you yeah. know, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Man, that's that's great marketing right there. I'm already intrigued. I'm like, I want to know Friday what the color is. And I want to know the things people don't know about it and what I'm trying to communicate when I wear it. The way That's I've been really... geeking out over this is insane. <laughs> hey, I'm glad. I'm glad that you do because then there's people like me and our listeners who get to benefit from it and get to show up with a the kind of image that we are proud of and that help us to succeed more in life because of what you do. Toy, I loved our conversation. We'll have the link for the book on Amazon in our show notes, as well as your website, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, and your show, all of the fun things. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Here is what I loved the most about my conversation and one of my key takeaways and how it relates to our overall attractiveness, how it relates to our physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual attraction, which we call the pies. At the very beginning of our conversation, Toy was talking about how the way that you show up, the image that you that you exude in a room and your relationships evokes emotions within people. Now, here's why this was groundbreaking for me, because you know, listener, hopefully, as you've heard our podcast and listened to and, and know about emotional attraction, it's all about evoking emotions within others that they enjoy feeling. I had never really thought about how evoking emotions in others that they enjoy feeling can also relate to the physical part of attraction in in such an apparent way. I had always thought about it in, you know, when you work on yourself, when you eat right, when you work out, then you feel better. And when you feel better, you show up better in your relationships. But from what Toy said today, and I totally agree, when you actually 
focus on being intentional about your image, about the things that you wear, the way that you treat people when you're around them. And that's what she calls the personal brand that we have. When we're intentional about all of those pieces, then even that evokes emotions within others that they enjoy feeling. And it starts with us focusing on ourselves, even our image. And as we specified, it's not about being narcissistic. It's not about being egotistical. It's not about solely focusing on wanting to look the best. It's really about focusing on showing up in the things that we wear, in the way we take care of ourselves, in our grooming, in our, you know, our hair care, in the lipstick we wear for us women, whatever that looks like, when we intentionally focus on that, it's this feedback loop to us that I matter. When I focus, when I get out of bed, as she said, when we get out of bed, when we brush our teeth, when we put on our clothes, when we put on that red lipstick or that well-fitted jacket, then we believe in ourselves more. I believe in myself more. It's why they say dress up for your ACT when you're in high school, right? Because when you actually dress the part of the kind of person that you're wanting to be and the emotions you want to exude from other people, then it actually helps you to do that. When I was in high school, I was really big into acting and did several plays with the high school, so on and so forth. And there was my senior year of high school when we did the Dr. Seuss play Horton Hears a Who. And I was Mrs. Who of Whoville. I'm sure many of you can picture this. I had to do, I put a styrofoam cup on top of my head and they put all my hair on top of it. So I had the super high hair that was, you know, just standing right up like a cone head <laughs> on top of my head. And I had the big bright makeup and the super hot pink cheeks, and a big red dot on my nose. And I wore this huge yellow dress that looks like it was from the 1890s, but it was bright yellow and just had a super full skirt, puffy shoulders, puffy sleeves. And I was Mrs. Who of Whoville. When I had that dress on and that makeup, I was in character. How could I not be? I felt like Miss Who of Whoville, who likes Christmas a lot. (laughs) The same is true for you. The way you dress is going to influence and impact the way that you feel about yourself on a daily basis, whether you're the stay-at-home parent or the C-suite executive. So choose things that contribute to the image that you want to have and the emotions in others that you want to exude. So what are you going to do? With this information, how do you need to intentionally focus on the way that you show up image-wise, grooming-wise, any of those things so that you exude the kind of emotions that you're looking for. Until next week, stay strong.